This is Audio Gyan and I am your host Kedar Nimkar. Welcome to a deep dive into the minds of luminaries from the Indian creative world. Welcome to a brand new series of Audio Gyan, Where are the designers? It's a 12-part series featuring few of the top influential design leaders talking about the process of hiring, challenges in finding and retaining talent, and some tips for young designers to make a cut after they apply. I'm so happy and proud to introduce my co-host for this series, Abhinit Tiwari, who has been heading the design at Gojek. Uh, hey, Abhinit. Hi. Uh, welcome back. Hey, Kedar. Happy to be here again. How is it going in Jakarta? Uh, it's pretty good, especially right now. It's the COVID is on the low. So, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. It's pretty good. Yeah. Right now. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we are we are recording this in a backdrop of COVID, uh, the second wave, which is quite scary, and it's quite panic uh, out there in the world, especially in India. But dikte some some refreshing thoughts from design community coming your way. So let's see. Uh, today we have uh, Navneet Nair with us on audio again. He currently heads the design at PhonePay. Uh, for last two decades, uh, he has been a hands-on practitioner of design and user-focused creative arts. Navneet has worked uh, in both individual contributor roles and leadership positions at various startups and established companies like Google, Yahoo, uh, to name a few. And uh, he has been uh, on audio again uh, previously, uh, so I'm just going to welcome him back. Uh, hey, Navneet, uh, thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure to be back here, Kedar. Thank you for uh, those kind words and. Yes, uh, we are right now in the backdrop uh, of a rather grim situation. But hopefully, let's talk about uh, things that designers would hopefully want to hear. And uh, let's see if we can get something out of the series. Sure. So, uh, in fact, uh, what we have done is uh, I've introduced like a sort of media type setup hai, where we have introduced like a rapid fire round. Just yeah, like getting to know some personal things about designers. Uh, celebrity ka hi sunna hai, maine bola, designers be celebrity ho gaye, probably we'll, <laughs> we'll ask a few things around that. So uh, yeah, there are like about 10 rapid fire questions. Uh, I think I'll take them up and then Abhinit, we'll, we'll continue with our regular follow-up questions. Sure. Cool. Uh, ready, uh, Navneet? Yes, sounds good. Okay. So first question is, uh, big setup or a small startup? You have to answer in one or two words. Huh? Um, doesn't matter. Okay. No, but if you have to like pick one? If I have to pick one, uh, I would uh, pick up a small setup with great vision or uh, sorry, small startup with great vision or a big setup uh, with really nice people. Nice. Nice way to put it. Uh, what do you think? What do you look in a designer? Attitude or aptitude? Aptitude, definitely. Okay. Uh, aptitude is Actually, no. Come to think of it, aptitude is... Uh, see, again, I look at growth mindset, so I know you, you want a short answer. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think attitude, uh, I'll change my stance on that. I think it's attitude. Okay. Aptitude no, can, but we are going to poke you around with that question much more in detail. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so you, you can you can change the answer anytime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite design book? Uh, I would want to say psychology of uh, things, but I also highly recommend uh, Cathy Sierra's uh, Badass. Okay. Uh, 
favorite design quote if you can remember uh, it's a steve jobs quote uh, fairly often quoted often misquoted misaligned yeah design is not about how it looks but how it works i okay. think that's that's more or less nice our uh, favorite designer you can pick any abroad india anywhere mm. i don't know we want more indian celebrity designers but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh no no one really stands out as like a favorite designer for me actually speaking the thing is there are people i respect but there are hey, i need some time on this man i really don't know hey, who this is rapid okay no problem <laughs> well we can be because it's my first time also and i think abhinit yours also first time to ask this sort of question so uh, both are learning beta beta version hai yeah theek hai so uh worst design decision in your career i mean if you remember it's not like a rapid fire one but still yes i think uh, it has to be the orkut redesign <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah long story long long history to that but orkut yeah. redesign no <laughs> nah, chalo we'll come back we'll circle back on this question interesting <laughs> okay uh worst hiring decision worst hiring matlab uh, kisi ko hire kiya aur fir like very tough to get rid of uh there there was one but uh, i don't think it was see the decisions have not been because of the people but it's just the circumstance so okay. uh, i would say yes uh, there was one i of course won't name names no no absolute want to go back and give any hints uh, but i think more it has to do with not really the, the people people are uh, you go through the interviews you understand how they are more or less you know they're good people but circumstances sometimes don't work yeah, yeah. your favorite interview question uh it has to be uh tell me the last time you really fucked up hmm. so that is kind of you know not not in exactly those words usually during an interview it is like okay when was the last time you made a mistake and okay like you asked for so it was design decision the those kind of uh, things i mm. think uh, really uh, gives a lot of insights into what people have learned along the way absolutely your favorite app uh right now is i spend a lot of time on youtube i don't know whether it's my favorite app but i'm right now like spending a whole lot of time on youtube a lot of screen time going out but uh i think uh, it's it's so much about you know just the content being king uh that's that's pretty much what what it speaks of and the last one is uh since i did like a interview with you before i know the personal side so that's the last one if you have one hour uh will you meditate uh will you play with your cat or you design something <laughs> i think i would meditate i would definitely meditate if i had an hour in fact uh, this was a time I was supposed to be on retreat. Unfortunately, COVID happened and uh, the retreat got cancelled. Okay. But any chance to uh, meditate, uh, that will be <laughs> first choice. Awesome, awesome, cool. So that that's uh, wraps up our rapid fire round. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll pick up few clues from um, what you answered. And the first one, uh, which um, Abhinit, you want to go ahead or uh, or or should I take one? I can take it. Yeah, yeah, please. 
So the first question, Navneet, that might reveal your age, but that's not why we're asking this. <laughs> but for the benefit of our audience, could you uh, just touch on how long you've been in design? And right. specifically, like, when was the first time you had to hire some designers? And if you could recall for us, how did that feel? Right. So uh, I have been doing uh, software product design uh, for more than 20 years. Uh, 21 years to be uh, precise. Mm-hmm. And uh, before that, about four, four years, uh, I used to uh, work in advertising, primarily uh, print media, mm-hmm. doing a bunch of writing and design. So I have been doing, you know, hiring designers for some time. But the very first design hire, so to speak, when I was kind of leading a team at a Bay Area startup uh, was probably year 2001. We were expanding to a team in Belgrade, in Serbia. And my first design hire was a Croat designer based in Serbia. And uh, interesting thing, I, you know, uh, didn't, I had a few Serbian friends understood uh, the, uh, the culture a little bit. There was some sort of a, you know, little bit of stuff going on between Croatia and Serbia and uh, interesting to hire a Croat into the team and how it would how it would be, but it was it was an interesting thing and I think it worked out well. I still still am in touch with uh, the designer and uh, it was good. So yeah, uh, twenty years ago. <laughs> wow, that's quite a long journey. So, like, what has been your overall process like uh, in in you can pick any particular company or across uh, your your career span that. Um, what what's what's the typical process of say hiring or how do you is it does the HR create the pool for you uh, you have yeah I mean like how do you identify a particular person or uh, how do referrals play a role like generally like how you Absolutely. hire like at a, at a broad right. level right I I think it really uh, depends if you look at it today uh, today uh, we have. Uh, a recruiter, a sourcer who kind of plays a primary role in getting a lot of candidates into the pipeline, uh, which we review and uh, work with. Uh, having worked with companies like Google and Yahoo, that was the case where we didn't even know, you know, how the pipeline was being filled because they were getting resumes, uh, hundreds and hundreds of resumes by the minute. So there was never a question of the pipeline actually being dry. However, uh, having set up my own design studio for a while and having to hire for there, it was always about uh, keeping your eyes open for good design candidates and making sure, you know, you're going, talking to people. So there have been people that we have talked to who today are uh, design leaders, uh, fairly well known, but we had to, you know, get them aboard, talk to them and had to keep a tab on what people are doing out there. So some people might be active on a Dribble uh, platform or might have some very interesting stuff that they are sharing on other places. Uh, it's very important to keep in touch. And, you know, despite the fact that you might have uh, an HR team that is sourcing, a lot of the time, uh, good designers actually either reach out to, to you or you reach out to them. So that's very important, you know, even when you're looking at uh, uh, hiring for fairly larger companies also. Mm -hmm. And uh, despite the fact that you might have 
an HR team that is sourcing for you and filling up your your pipeline. Uh, that said, uh, I think what I have at least realized in this space uh, at PhonePay is that um, uh, referrals are actually uh, a large portion of designers who we have finally ended up hiring. So people going through the entire process and finally getting hired, a large portion of uh, designers are actually referrals. And uh, these are uh, primarily people who have worked with either designers in the past, uh, and uh, there is a good understanding of what the designer is capable of, or it is somebody who has worked with either engineers or PMs, which is actually a very good sign. When a, when a PM or an engineer tells that, oh, this designer is good, it doesn't just talk about the caliber of the designer, but al also the caliber of the designer as a team member. So uh, referrals are definitely important. And what I've found is that for at least uh, the number of hires with, that we have made at PhonePay, it forms a fairly large portion of uh, our team right now. Mm -hmm. Actually, that that uh, I'll take you back to this uh, question because um, since Abhinit said uh, we don't want to reveal your age, but um, back then, what was the process? Because there was no really product design or or uh, and I want to especially highlight this. I, I interviewed Sujata Keshavan, and this I think uh, I don't know whether you guys heard the episode or not, but it's already live. She said that in 1980s, actually, yeah, around 89 and whatever, when they started Re and Keshavin, hmm. uh, people were actually paying designers on uh, square meters or square inches. Hmm. Like creative idea ka to fees hi nahi tha, hmm. layout ka fees nahi tha. It was just that bromide thing which they worked on. Or fir uske upar, matlab usko enlarge karenge to zada paisa milega. That's about it, right? So a very nuanced thing that these sort of people have really struggled hard to, to bring design to the table as a cliche watch goes, but at least bring to the mainstream. So, or could Google, uh, there would be some things, right? So, yeah. how did you get into it? First of all, you field be someone as a Absolutely. I started with advertising and then figured out that a website, bhi hai. Oh, website ko product bhi bol sakte hai, if it's right. got a flow and stuff. So that's how I entered. But uh, if you can just highlight a few uh, points from uh, yeah, that, I th I that think, time. Uh, and yeah. Very early on. Uh, so it's very, very difficult to uh, find people uh, when you're, when, especially when the field is really small. And because there are so many, so very few people out there. So you need to look for a niche community. Now, the good thing about things that are just starting up. Mm. So especially when uh, the web was just uh, starting out, there would be these small communities where there would be a lot of knowledge sharing happening. And uh, these were the places that people who are really passionate about the field would come and spend a lot of time. And this is the place actually where I got hired from. So for example, I was uh, on this um, community called uh, Flash Flash Media. So I, don't, I don't exactly remember what the name was. But it was a very active uh, Flash community. and uh, This was on Yahoo Groups probably? Uh, no, this was uh, some uh, uh, user group that was there. I, it was probably one of those early Drupal or one of those early group group chats, uh, group kind of things that was there. Mm -hmm. Not even like a mailing list. It was an actual uh, discussion board that was there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the discussion board was uh, a lot of... I don't know if you've... Uh, heard of PlayStation. 
PlayStation is this guy who used to design uh, amazing Flash uh, websites and uh, he used to post all of the code out there for free. And uh, he used to be there on the site and a lot of stuff. I would I also had a, a website and I would, I would design stuff, code stuff, put it up for free where people could download it and you know, start using it. So there was a sort of a... Uh, standing within the community that I had, uh, you know, as somebody who understood the tool, at least Flash at that time. And uh, there was this uh, startup that was looking for someone who understood Flash because they were building a product in Flash. They are, they thought, okay, you can actually build a product uh, using Flash wow. as an interface. And uh, so they were going around Flash communities and noticed, oh, this guy seems to be posting a lot. Uh, why don't I call him and, you know, uh, have him come over? So that's how I got hired. So it's it's through these niche connections that, you know, you make make out who's doing what work and do that. Now, if you're t- today, if you're looking at some of these things, maybe AR, VR, there are communities out there that are doing stuff. There is NFT, there is a huge NFT community. So if you, if you want to find people who are uh, doing stuff in that, you will probably have to go deep into the community and find out, okay, who are the guys who are actually serious about this? And then pick up those gems. And it's all about, you know, being like uh, this jeweler who knows how to pick gems up from <laughs> various, you know, rocks that are that are out there. So uh, it becomes very interesting, especially when people really don't know uh, who are the people out there. It's it's not like you, they're like, today, UI, UX, everybody knows. And then there were like a bunch of people who are doing stuff on their own. There is like so much of stuff available out there. When we started out, there was nothing much. There were like two or three people who were like really doing cutting edge stuff. And then you have to look up to them and then learn from them. And then you yourself start doing stuff and then start posting. So if if you're looking for something that you're starting up, go deep into the community, find those raw uh, rocks that are actually gems. And then it is up to you to, you know, do the cutting, do the shining and do the glazing around and then make them the actual diamonds that they are. So it's a lot of work. <laughs> so yeah, I remember Joshua Davis was Joshua. probably the name. Yes, yeah, Joshua Davis Studio. Yes. Yeah. He, he, that, he became this yeah. uh, guy who did a lot of illustrations on uh, uh, surfboards and stuff. Now that's what he does. Some amazing stuff Some came amazing out in stuff. that time. Yeah. yeah. So I like to change tracks a little and go to something little more serious, Navneet. Um, and talk about diversity, right? Um, <laughs> like, do you? Uh, it's. I'm very happy that like it's kind of become a bigger part of our yes. consciousness yes. in recent years. Um, but could you recall for us, like, was there a particular moment or a time when you know you had some sort of a thought that absolutely know, that you were consciously problem. working on making your team more diverse? Yeah, we had a we had a big problem in uh, hiring for diversity at this point of time. Because uh, we didn't have enough dog people in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a cat person myself, uh, I think all the designers we were hiring were all cat people. <laughs> like, we had like five, ten cat people, cat parents, and absolutely no dog parents. <laughs> now we have two dog parents. <laughs> anyway, cutting, and I mean, uh, jokes aside, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, diversity. Uh, thankfully has been taken up as a serious topic uh, within phone pay itself. So uh, there is a committee that has been set up 
that includes uh, top five women leaders uh, in the organization who are kind of going up and saying that, okay, uh, PhonePay is serious about diversity within its team and uh, wants to hire uh, uh, more women and uh, people from other communities who uh, either an LGBTQI community. We, we're looking at uh, diversity as, as the top focus in this year for hiring. So that itself gives us a good uh, platform to stand on as far as uh, the design team is concerned. Uh, as for the design team itself, actually, uh, luckily, we've had no problem in hiring for diversity so far. We've had uh, not the best uh, ratio. It's not a 50-50 ratio, but close to a like a, a 60-40 ratio that is there, uh, including people with uh, varied abilities uh, on the team itself. So it's a fairly diverse team uh, that is there right now. It didn't start off like that. So when I joined, the team was very small, not too diverse at that time. But at the same time, uh, it was a conscious effort. So it was a conscious effort to say that, you know, when we are looking at people, if there are people who are not uh, part of the team so far, we, we will try and accommodate for that. But it becomes very difficult, especially when you're starting the team off uh, to think about diversity. Because if you have to hire four people or if you have to hire three people, thinking about diversity becomes very difficult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you really have three people to fill in at uh, strategic roles and then uh, you will have to hire based on who is the right fit for that particular role. And diversity may not be a important thing that you may have to keep in mind. But at the same time, uh, we always have made sure that when people are coming through the, the pipeline, we make it comfortable for people to, you know, be part of it. So uh, definitely, uh, it takes a little bit of careful planning. uh, But at the same time, you can't really plan for diversity. You uh, need to make sure that, you know, uh, there is enough uh, inflow in the pipeline itself. And to do that, uh, you need the organization itself to be uh, committed to that, which luckily we we do have at this point. And I know, Navneet, that you were joking, but I think that highlights the point that diversity <laughs> is not just about gender, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, it is not just about gender. And, and that was that was a very serious, serious thing because we, we were doing this, Insta- so we have this Instagram channel started where we are posting about people and the pets and suddenly we are looking at the pets and there's like one dog. All the rest are like cats out there. <laughs> and I myself have got like five cats at home. So it's like, wow. uh, I think mm. to your point, you know, I have, I've been with uh, teams uh, at Google uh, where uh, the and the design leader was uh, Malayali. So there were like lots of Malus in the team. Uh, at Yahoo, uh, there was Sandeep Datar who was there. So we had a lot of Maharashtians and I used to say our design language is Marathi. So like, <laughs> I don't know whether it is, you know, a, a, a subliminal bias or whether it is something that happens. We really need to be very conscious about when we hire. Sometimes it does, yeah. does have, uh, you know, an effect on them. Correct. I remember two uh, things from this. Uh, one was, uh, I did a interview with uh, Ashwini Deshpande and uh, Elephant Design. So, uh, she, so we were in a studio and she said, Kedar, the studio which we came to through the stairs, the stairs were designed for, I think, like a male six feet guy, right? And uh, it's so, even even the, the these days, the, the kitchen platforms are 
designer are such a way that a shorter yeah. person can handle it, right? So these are the nuances where we are just we have turned a blind eye towards. Yes. And I think uh, for India, we are sort of in a catch twenty-two situation because uh, we have to deliver. Uh, so the fit is important rather than diversity. Yeah. But at the same time, the diversity uh, consciousness or or uh, being sensitive to those uh, things is coming heavily from the West. So I think we have we have just stuck. And and the other thing which was there is this. I I was reading this book, Ruined by Design, uh, Mike Monterio, and he was saying that in in a valley typical startup you'll have five white male sitting and designing something yeah. uh, so he, he was just like just sabotaging the entire thing and he makes a conscious effort of hiring but in their case i think they are taking from 100 to 1000 here we are like all zero to one yeah so yeah. so it's a different situation i think uh, but yeah good to know but even if even if during that point if we take some conscious uh, look at our own biases and you know just just make sure that you know we are not sidelining people for a certain reason so that those are yeah. important things that we need to think about because sometimes it might uh, be a bias that uh, may come up as a saying i don't like that personality trait but it might be an inherent bias in yourself mm-hmm. and it may reflect as a personality trait on the candidate and that should not happen we should we should be very careful about that that's a good one so before we jump next uh, let's take a quick break and welcome back to the show so um i've i've been facing one problem uh, and that is one of the reasons why this entire series is planned also uh, which is where are the designers that i have around 15 16 years of experience and the people whom i am hiring are typically 3 4 5 years experience it's kind of becoming tough to find 10 12 years of experience or mature uh, who can lead teams who can inspire so the typical problem is that the delta between my experience and the person uh, whom i'm hiring is huge right so i Sometimes I get time, uh, depending on which company I am. But most likely, it's it's very pressure focused. So you don't really get time to mentor or or do internships. So how has your experience been? Do you hire interns or do you encourage internship? Does it allow in your work profile, in your job profile right now? Absolutely. So uh, I think internships are very important, and uh, we do. Uh, you know, I think. Um, Right from when I joined, I kind of made sure that we do have interns, even if it means uh, just me spending time with the intern and, uh, you know, giving them uh, feedback. From a point of view of uh, getting new designers into the system, internships are very important because internships are the way that uh, young designers learn on the job. That said, uh, an internship need not actually be something that is uh, very draining on the system. So what we do, at least uh, at PhonePay is, um, and in most of the places that I've worked before, is that the internship problem is actually fairly orthogonal that the team would not have time to spend on. So it could be something like saying, okay, let's look at uh, this idea, which I think is something that we want to implement eight months from now, go and 
take a complete crack at it. Or uh, let's say, let's give you this problem on how do we uh, add X to uh, the product. And it could be gamification, it could be uh, anything else that we want to think about. And give that as a problem to the intern and let the intern solve for it. We'll provide all the support uh, that is there. Uh, the idea of the internship program is not to actually get work out, which we can use. I mean, that's that's the plus point. Uh, but the way I look at it is the internship is a six-month-long interview process. It is a six-month or a four-month period of time in which the candidate becomes uh, very comfortable with the company and knows that exactly this is the company that they want to work for. And the company becomes very comfortable with the candidate and is sure that this is somebody they would love having on the team. Uh, so from that point of view, internships are definitely important. There would be a time when you may feel that, okay, you can't hire uh, any more uh, younger designers, at which point you may you may find that, okay, there is actually no intern interns that convert. But even with that, I think having that internship program is, is really important because I know of interns who have interned, had a very good experience, go out, learn stuff, and then come back to the organization. So because uh, the first experience that you have at an organization really shapes the way you, uh, way your career is within, uh, within the industry. So uh, internships are definitely important and you should not think about it as a, as a burden. Think of it as like an additional uh, resource who is kind of handling a problem that is going to come to you six months down the line. And I have, of all the interns that I've worked with, I think I've actually been able to use some of the work that they have done. And which I think is a, is a very good outcome at the end of it. No, but do you screen them thoroughly? For internship also, or yes, it is yes. typically no, no. We we do have a it it is definitely so. If we have like five interviews uh, for design position, we have two interviews for in uh, for an intern position. But the internship uh, role is also something that is very tough to uh, get in. In my opinion, it's tougher to get in as an intern right now because the quality of the pool is so amazing. I'm like blown away by the quality of uh, the young pool that is out there. People are, some of them are self-taught, some of them are doing their masters, some of them are doing undergrads, but uh, they have been exposed to so much of design that uh, they are coming up with stuff uh, that uh, I find even senior designers don't think about. So uh, getting an intern probably is a good way for you to say, oh my, I need to, I need to up my ante and I need to do a better job at design because these guys are going to kick your ass in the next coming four to three years. Sure. I can't see you, Kedar, edit this out, but okay. <laughs> I'll move to the next one. Right? Okay. Yeah. So oh, yes. next, yeah, next I want to understand like, what is a good designer for Navni? Like if you had to name like the top three things that you kind of look for in a designer right now? What would those be? Right. So, so here's the thing. It's about um, saying that uh, like, okay, attitude versus aptitude question that was there as part of it. And yeah, kind of said, okay, aptitude. But then when, when I come to think of it, aptitude really does not matter. Because uh, it's come to think of a growth mindset. You are always growing you are always growing into becoming a better designer, you better product guy. 
a better understanding of whatever you're doing it, that uh, there is a certain base level that you would want people to do. Uh, for example, you may want uh, them to have a good eye for detail. They, you might want them to understand colors a little better. They, uh, the way they look at typography is something that you want to do. Very basic levels of uh, design that you would want to know. But attitude is definitely very important. And the three things I can think of, you know, uh, the first one is the desire to learn. Sure. This again shows, you know, uh, somebody is willing to grow. And uh, the desire to learn is there. Uh, they are willing to say that, yes, I understand. Uh, I have been given the feedback and the feedback is not uh, the way people are looking at uh, me, but are looking at what is the output that I have put and can I create this, you know, can I go one level above this output and get a better outcome out of it. So if people are in that frame of mind where they're saying, I'm here to learn and I'm here to grow, uh, that is something that is very important. The second thing, at least from a startup point of view, I feel is important, is the ability to adapt. Sometimes if you're too rigid uh, and saying that, oh, there is a design process, it's a double diamond process. I have to do my research, I have to do my uh, prototyping, I have to do uh, usability testing, and then I'm going to do the release. Sometimes it doesn't work. So you need to adapt and uh, make things work according to the the needs that are, that are out there. So definitely uh, adaptability is the second one that uh, I would look at. And the third one, again, coming from the point of view of, you know, somebody who's who's growing is the ability to say that you need a little bit of self-awareness. And there is kind of like coming back to our, you know, yeah. meditation and uh, the contemplative uh, sciences. Uh, it's saying that, you know, unless you are aware of what state you are in, you don't know where, how you can move to the state that you want to be in. And that is definitely important. So these three things are things I would look for in a designer more than saying, okay, he's a guy who is great at typography. He's a guy who is great at motion design. So that's, that's something that can be taught. Sure. And do, do you find it easy? Like if I have to ask you, like what's your success rate in getting candidates these days to hit this, you know, hit these three points? I, uh, yeah, that's a good point. And I don't think uh, I am uh, really getting it maybe a 50-50 kind of a thing. Sure. And uh, there are some people who are really good on some levels and you you will never get somebody who is like just about rightly made for you and who's the <laughs> best apprentice and who's going to come in and soak everything that you have to give and then become like a, the next Arjuna and do everything that, that is right. <laughs> so that is not possible. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, uh, you know, there are, uh, I would say even the first point, which is the desire to learn, if that is there, then I think everything else can be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I totally uh, get that feeling. And when you're saying 50-50, Navneet, this is 50-50 out of the people you decide to talk to, right? Yes. Post-screening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I want to ask the same question to you, Abhinit, because you've also been hiring for quite some time. Yep. And in this entire series, I might miss out asking you uh, that what are your like three qualities that you look for? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I wasn't prepared for this. But first thing I know is like, I, I want to know whether they understand the medium that they're working in and do they love it or not, right? Because 
I'm a software designer, right? I think it's important to put that prefix. So I want to know if people are comfortable with software as a medium. Um, recently, we've been looking into hiring more people who are great at service design as well because we have those problems. But primarily, in, in that case, I want to check if that's a medium that they really love. So first thing is love for the medium. Um, then they learn. Second thing I would say is same as what um, you know Navneet said. Like you have to have that desire to learn and to grow, right? Because everything else can, you know, kind of be taken care of over years, right? But you have to have that, you know, respect for being a better designer or yearning for being a better designer. Um, and the third thing I would say, it has to be culture fit, right? Like you have to be somebody who is, comfortable with and especially it probably speaks more about myself than about the candidates but you have to be comfortable with healthy conflict right like you have to really be open with and comfortable with holding an opposite point of view right and this is something I look for in interviews a lot right like I deliberately try to take bad design position or an opposite position because design to me is largely decisions and conversations right so that's one more thing. Like you have to be a little argumentative for me, mm-hmm. right? And my team in general uh, for you to do well. Uh, these are the three things I'd say, Kedar. Wow. You don't come across as being argumentative in any fashion. Oh, I am. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why he speaks softly just to put the point across. This is my decoy. <laughs> Nice, nice. Continue. We feel this like, you know, um, sort of there isn't enough talent in the market, right? Like as as we want it. Um, what would you say are, you know, some of the challenges? Or if you could say like, what are some of the things that you see in a person? They're like, no, can't hire. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, if... And, and is I, there any pattern to it uh, recently? <laughs> I think, uh, you know, sometimes uh, as designers, we uh, may get to be a little too self-centered and uh, say, you know, okay, design is the end all. And uh, this is, if there is no good design, things will not work. And I feel that is a red flag going up because uh, I feel good products are holistic. Design is one part of it. and the other part of it is definitely uh, saying, okay, uh, the technology is it is it something that is uh, out there? Is the is the business value something that people resonate with? Is the product and the 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 value that the company is trying to stand for is it something that resonates? So it's a whole thing, and I think last time we talked about you know strong links and weak links, and it's all about you know that in terms of. You are just one of those links. Design is just one of the links out there. Uh, primarily, uh, design starts standing out like a sore thumb which, within the organization, which is also not good for design itself because we all have to work together. And if we are standing out there and saying, you know, no, I'm, uh, I just want to have this perfect and look really great while there is uh, this, we're going to miss the train. So if, if you're going to miss the train just because saying I'm, I want to make it really pixel perfect, I would say, okay, it's, it's sometimes it's okay to miss out on a pixel just to make sure that, you know, we're getting it out on time, getting it tested, getting uh, sure we have, have had the reaction. And uh, luckily for us, I mean, 
uh, I used to work in print media where you know I would do that. I would make okay. sure that you know the, everything is pixel perfect because you, once it goes out into print, uh, I've had a problem once where um, I had shipped out a layout and there was a, a typeface typeface mismatch on one, and there's a brochure being printed, and had to call up in middle of the night, stop the printing, go send out a new artwork. Uh, luckily for us, that is not the case right now. We we go out. There are there is a rollout that happens. We have to wait for uh, adoption to happen. And during all of these times, a lot of changes can be done. So that is uh, something I feel people should at least be cognizant of saying that okay, uh, when I'm looking at design, I have to look at look at it holistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. And I read it somewhere, Navneet, that. You know, we need to get out of this culture of competition and build a culture of collaboration. Absolutely. I feel that in some designers as well, that it's yeah. almost like, you know, it's it's us versus yes. the rest of the world. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, res- like it resonates uh, at multiple levels. And I think I've become more aware of this after speaking to Navneet in the earlier episode that we are, yes, we are just a cog uh, in the entire system. And uh, multiple things happen if you accept that, right? You you expect less salaries. You expect not to be heard at times. A lot of things can happen uh, if you if you put that cap on. Cool. Uh, so Namneet, like I think it it it's a nice segue to the next question because then it's not a rant, but I've seen these qualities missing, right? And uh, where do you think? If you are into the pedagogy mode, uh, in some places you go for workshops and uh, talks and stuff. So, is there any particular ideology which you you think that because of this this is not happening, uh, especially in India, or or is it the schools are not right? I mean, I had this opinion before interviewing a lot of IDC professors that you are teaching them some age-old techniques where you have to come here and write micro copies, right? So you are teaching them something X like probably playing with lead and some random stuff. So, but because of gaining those perspectives, I've understood that they're learning fundamentals. Yes, you have to keep pace with uh, other stuff which is happening in the industry, but still there is a gap. Now, do you see that gap, first of all? And if there is, uh, you have any any insights into why this gap is? Yeah. So after hiring for so many uh, years? Yeah, I mean, uh, when, when we were hiring initially, uh, there was only the IDCs and the NIDs that we could go to to get designers. And uh, that too, at that time when I was hiring, I was working for a startup and uh, wanting to go get into um, hiring. Although new Ravi and uh, Nirod and would go to IDC, there would still be the Infosys who would get in and hire most of the designers out there. So it was definitely uh, a problem that was there in terms of Designers were coming out from only very few institutions. It was one part of it. Uh, now, what were the designers being taught at that point of time? Like you said, I think the whole profession of software design has evolved over a period of time. And uh, it is not something that we can expect to be uh, taught at schools. Like one of the very uh, good things I sort of did is when I, when I was in the Bay Area, the year uh, 2000, uh, there was this uh, professor at Stanford, Terry Vinogran. Terry uh, taught uh, both uh, Larry, Sergey, uh, Marissa, 
bunch of folks at Google, very well respected at uh, Stanford. And he uh, ran the uh, human computer interaction uh, uh, department at Stanford. And uh, over there, I think every month or every every fortnight, he would have people coming over and giving talks on human computer interaction. And uh, to me, this is where I actually learned about it. So I did my master's from University of Sydney. Um, I don't think I learned. I learned a lot at uh, university by doing the projects that I was doing and not so much with the theory that was being taught. Uh, so it was a lot of practical learning that was there. But I think I learned a lot more through the stuff that Terry was putting out uh, on the internet. And uh, I was lucky because it was in the Bay Area. I could download large video files, um, watch the wonderful talks. Uh, I remember Bill Buxton giving a talk and then meeting him after a long time uh, after that. So it's like uh, really useful for a young designer uh, to grow. And I think in India, we probably have not done um, the similar sort of things. Although today we do have uh, like what JD is doing with uh, Design Up is wonderful. But at the same time, a lot of what we are doing is putting out there, even today, and after, I mean, after 20 years, what I'm looking out, most people are still stuck in the craft of the business. So a lot of the time it's about, okay, how do I work with Sigma? How do I work with uh, one of the motion uh, graphics tools that are out there on After Effects thing? Um, that is the level at which we are doing. And I'm not saying that is not important, yep. but there is the art part of it, which is also important. And there is also a science part of it. And that I think uh, 20 years ago when I was in Stanford, uh, they were still very focused on the science part of uh, design that was being put out. And I think that is very important. We don't do enough to put the science part of design out there and people are not understanding the, the science behind design, which I feel is a fault for us within the community who are spent uh, 15, 20 years designing, not going out there and doing more to uh, teach uh, younger designers the importance of not just the craft, but the art and the science. And I think uh, I have to lay the blame. I think I have to do that myself. And I think uh, Abhinith, uh, uh, we've been part of that uh, stuff that Stress is doing. And I yeah. really like doing that because it gave me an opportunity to teach the younger guys a little bit more about the science. Yeah, this is the first time I, I did that. And and after seeing you and even Akshay who came in, I was like, I should do this more. Like, <laughs> you're right. Part of the responsibility is on us. Yes. Yeah. And and it's uh, interesting because even I've been giving some talks in some places, especially most recently I gave one one hour workshop on on how to build resumes or how to write uh, resumes and how to build your portfolios in a college in Ujjain, right? Wonderful college, but the questions which the students ask are like totally different. And unless you go down to that level and understand their pain points or their like problem statements whatever gyan you give from this side may not even connect. So it's a great uh, place to be in that you go down uh, or you go somewhere and, and you actually un- answer their questions or at least understand their questions. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. You want to share what, what you guys did about? Uh, what is this uh, Abhinit that you spoke about just now? So we can plug in uh, Shreyas's 
company called That's Own Path. Uh, uh-huh. He's doing an amazing job putting together courses and an environment for learning for designers. Um, and I think both Navneet and me and Akshay Varma, all three of us kind of gave a few. Uh, I wouldn't like to call that lectures, but that's what it felt like um, on a few topics uh, to the uh, cohort that he had. Uh, I was talking about uh, building, you know, designing for delight. And I think Navneet was talking about, uh, Navneet, what was it? I was talking about business side of design, yeah. yeah. Uh, how to get business into design. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Cool. So you're saying the way to if there is a gap to to mitigate that gap it like more such sort of environment and such sort of conditions have to be designed i i think so and i think a, a lot of this has to be available freely because and that is what helped me at least mm-hmm. um, i mean i'm just taking a cue from uh, what helped me in the sense that there was this huge and this was way before youtube even was like thought of Terry had put all of the lectures online and I could I could just absorb a lot of it and understand what human-computer interaction was all about. And uh, today with uh, all the resources available on YouTube and uh, frankly speaking, there is a lot of stuff that is out there. Yep. But maybe what we need to do is um, also look at the Indian context and give people uh, the ability to say, okay, these are the right things to choose from. Uh, make sure you are uh, learning about this aspect of it as well mm-hmm. um, and make it available as freely as possible. So that's that's the way I, I look at it. Yeah. And Namnit, I love that thought, by the way, right? Like, because talking of Bill Buxton, I remember like he had this collection of, I don't know if he still has it. He had this collection of uh, all kinds, all sorts of interactive devices over many years, right? Yeah. So I think sometimes I, I can't figure out like, uh, these leaders like they take out so much time or those courses those lectures like it takes so much time yeah. and it's a different skill altogether right absolutely um, I think sometimes de- doing design is easy <laughs> right but being meta about it and turning it into a digestible easy to understand format and making it available is so hard and I don't think design lead- leaders quote unquote spend enough time doing that and giving back to the community myself guilty as well okay. so love that thought yeah, yeah. Hey, on that note, uh, we'll be right back. And we are back. So yeah, um, Kedar, next one. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, like after hiring or I've been hiring for so many years. Like, is there any pattern that you have observed about designers that you're hiring? What are their aspirations? Uh, what are they looking forward to? I'll, I'll club the last question together. It's it's mainly to, just the same thing, right? Uh, what are their incentives? What are they looking forward to? Yeah. These days, uh, I, I mean, just to add to that, there are, these days there's a trend of ESOPs and being good paymasters and, and the startups are well-funded. So if you put all together, is there any pattern that you have observed or any any insight that you want to share? Yeah, and, and I'll be very frank over here. I think uh, yes, designers fact, are... It, it can be controversial also, not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I think it's controversial, but it's like, it's, it's a fairly uh, fairly universal pattern that I see. 
uh, junior designers basically want to be famous and senior designers want to make money so that they can retire. That is pretty much the pattern that is out there. So, and this is, this is true for uh, everybody. I mean, when I was young, I just said, I, I want to be famous. I want to be, I want to be well known. And then after a point, it's like, now it is like, those are things that are there. So if you're, if you're looking at this as a pattern and uh, let's say you are a, a well-known organization that uh, people look up to uh, in terms of uh, design, you will find that you will have no problem hiring a junior designer. Uh, junior designers will come to you. They would want to be associated with you. Primarily because it's going to give them fame. That is how it would work out. And if you're looking at uh, senior designers, no matter who is hiring a senior designer, uh, finally it would come down to uh, remuneration. So it would come down to saying that, okay, you have to be a good paymaster to get a senior designer. That's how I'm looking at it from a very base point of view. Now, every designer is definitely different. So I don't think there are everybody who can be put into this cookie cutter and said, okay, this is, this is how it is. But there is a baseline that says, okay, once you are at a certain level, you know, you're, you've climbed up Maslow's hierarchy. You just need that extra material stuff to keep you at that point, point over there. So that's it. If you, if you say that smaller companies, definitely you can say that get one really good senior designer that people look up to so that you, Sort of like what Craig has done. I mean, you, they've got Harish over there, they've got Kunal over there. It's a startup, but then uh, the junior designers would just flock up over there, even if the money is not that great. But to get the senior guys, no matter where you are, you would definitely have to uh, put in a, a fair amount of material rewards and incentives in place. That said, uh, you know, ESOPs are something that has so far been a little difficult to sell to uh, the younger designers definitely and even also to some some of the uh, uh, older people because nobody has actually seen uh, a lot of ESOPs work in India. However, with uh, you know sudden people now trying to go into IPO with Zomato now filing and uh, we would start seeing this flurry of Indian IPOs happening which might make ESOPs a very uh, lucrative thing to have. Nazara just had uh, their IPO so that you can see some places where, you know, the people are having the stock options and it is paying off. But uh, overall, uh, even if you look at the best, the ratio of companies that have not paid up, at least I never been part, I mean, part of Yahoo and Google, but apart from that, all the startups that I've worked with never went IPO, never, never did have that. So even I had, even though I had a fair amount of uh, stocks with them, never amounted to anything. And I think that's that's where it is there. You still, you have to see something close to you. So now that Nazara has happened, maybe Zomato will happen. People will start seeing the way an ESOP works and it will start being um, considered as a viable compensation that, that is out there. Mm. But if I have to counter and just ask, uh, saying, is this the right setup that we want to be in or we want to develop or we want to build as a culture? Because... I don't know, Matlab, I could be a bit of outlier when when I say that, okay, I look up to Steve Jobs, uh, not in a cliche way. But yeah, wo banda tha na, he used to, matlab, hai, matlab, if you do the right thing, if you do it uh, sincerely with integrity, with 
हार्ड वर्क आई थिंक इट विल पे ऑफ राइट तो पब्लिक क्या कर रहा है पे ऑफ की तरफ देख रहा है इनपुट एंड आई आई नो आई मीन अट आइडियलिस्टिक और लाइक ओवरली रोमांटिक अबाउट इट बट दैट्स वेयर आई एम कमिंग फ्रॉम राइट तो काम करो और फल मिलेगा बट यार डोंट लाइक जस्ट लुक एट दैट राइट एंड एंड इफ आई टू पुट दिस एज एन आर्ग्यूमेंट देन वॉट कैन बी चेंज और इज इट अ राइट थिंग इन द करंट टाइम एन एज वी लिविंग इन इट्स इट फॉर बोथ ऑफ यू लाइक अभी नीड टू यू एज वेल बेसिक ह्यूमन नीड्स डू सो हिज द थिंग आई आई लव द गाय आई डोंट नो हिज आई डोंट रिमेम्बर हिज नेम But he kind of said, you know, the seventy thousand dollar base pay is what he is going to make, like the the base for everybody in that organization. And he talks about how he's still uh, making a lot of profit. People are coming in and uh, finding joy in being part of the organization, and uh, the organization is not losing it. But there is a there is a certain base pay that everybody needs. So sometimes, uh, you know, you may have. startups that say everything is in stock options and uh, you work for the joy of being in that particular thing it can work for some time but i think everybody is looking for a payoff at the end of it and uh, that is the commercial part of it however there are people who have gone ahead and done things because they believe in that vision and if you if you believe in that vision and uh, there is a let's say you it's a non not for profit kind of a thing that you're doing and uh, you completely believe in uh, in what is going to be the outcome of it at least uh, the company that i have worked for in the past none of them have been not for profit they have all been for profit so if uh, they have been in it for profit i'm i'm fine i i do my not not for profit and uh, the spiritually satisfying and uh, a uh, holistically satisfying uh, part of my job which i keep very separate from my my career and i get my satisfaction out of that work for me is something that uh, is there for uh, you know just getting the uh, material part of it but at the same time it is something that i really enjoy so it's not something that i have a problem you know it's it's still very close to my ideal in that sense but there is something that is more more satisfying to me i mean mm. yeah i would spend an hour meditating so and i have a lots of time that i spend on um, other parts of my life which is you know i i keep separate from work yeah. so uh, if you say that i want to integrate everything at least for me i find that when you integrate so in, coming back to something i started off as a writer and i loved writing the moment i became a professional writer i found out that i didn't enjoy writing as much i still write i i but i don't write professionally i same thing with design i'm like i love design uh, when i'm doing design as a profession i'm not really enjoying it as much as much as i did when i started off uh, so maybe what happens is that if you are looking at it from a very commercial point of view there is one part of it you should keep your life which gives you satisfaction slightly away from the life that gives you the sustenance part of it so this i am keeping as my sustenance i love it i enjoy it but at the same time i have another part of my life which i am very committed to equally and which gives me uh, spiritual satisfaction 
So, uh, and I keep the two separate. That's at least how I'm looking at it. I don't know how others look at it. If you if you try and integrate all of it together, somehow my past experience has been it doesn't work out. I don't know. Maybe for some people it might work out very well. Uh, for me, it did not work out. Abhinit, your take? Yeah, you pulled up Gita and all, man. So I'll, 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 I'll pull up Buddha. Like there's something called Madhyamark, right? Mm-hmm. So like, everything in moderation, including moderation. I do think that some amount of wealth creation, um, like companies are very, uh, they, they find it very easy to ask people to show a sense of ownership, right? Now, if you are asking that much of a person, then I think it's only fair uh, to give them a share of the pie, so to say, in form of ESOPs. And look at the Silicon Valley, a lot of second generation, third generation founders, almost, you know of the PayPal mafia, right? Yeah. All these companies were founded off of the wealth created in the first wave. right? Yeah. So I think some companies in India have done that. And I think more people should do that. Um, and ESOPs, yeah, I like them as a concept. So I think a little bit of wealth creation is good as well. That will give us the next generation of design leaders who are financially secure enough to kind of push for customers within the company. Because I do think like being a designer, um, you need some sense of security because it's, oftentimes you're the only advocate for the customers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that it's a good thing, Kedar. And ESOPs yeah. are a great idea, given no, that companies do it ethically and nicely. Um, but no, at no, the same time, not, yes. I, yeah. So Sorry to interrupt, but I'm not saying I'm against it. It is just yeah. that um, now, okay, to Gita, I might sound a bit leftist also, because yeah, in, the, in, the, in the pandemic, I've been uh, speaking to some old friends and some people in other industries and domain, like different domains, right? Uh, one of my cousin, uh, she's a physiotherapist, right? And uh, I think she did some decent course and then she's there after four years of experience. And uh, one is in a physical fitness. So he he trains, he used to train Sachin Tendulkar, right? Uh, he's a power yoga guy. Those sort of friends and, and, and the delta between the salaries of designers and their top level professional like top level career peaks is so huge. And I don't know. I, I would keep those comments and maybe articulate better for the next conversation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a touchy and sensitive topic. <laughs> yeah, one last one last comment on jobs, right? So again, he, he was also very Lenin inspired, but I do think he succeeded in creating a very successful and profitable business, which and and gave enough support to the designers, I, I think, financially yeah. as well as in other ways that they were able to focus on the work better. Right? So, yeah. Lakshmi and Saraswati can go hand in hand. Kida. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> for a while, yeah, yeah, in fact, I've realized that more recently, till college or maybe like first five years of my career, I think I was fully inclined towards Saraswati. Uh, so, now I've, I've like, I don't know. <laughs> speaking <laughs> about speaking about Lakshmi, I think that's that's the last question which I have, uh, which we have for Navneet is that even now I am I am in a startup which is a fintech, uh, which is a neo bank, and and which hopefully will become live soon. But uh, you are in phone pay, and and um, with uh, Abhinit, you are uh, you have the pay uh, as one of the verticals. 
So this question is mainly to understand that we have a very, very long way to go if we have to improve the design, the aesthetic, the experience part of the fintech world in India. So how has your journey been so far in understanding the domain? How do you envision the future of design contribution in the finance space? Because there's so much legacy, right? Uh, everything is built considering users are mischievous, considering users are fraud. It's, it's built on that mentality, right? So it's, it's a very long, I don't know how long, but it's a long journey. So yeah. if you have to conclude your thoughts on the design landscape in the fintech world. Yeah, I think fintech has always been an area that is uh, kind of surrounded with a lot of regulations. Yeah. And not just that, as you're saying, people are out there to game the system. Uh, so, which means uh, we have to take that extra amount of effort to ensure that people don't do fraud. Uh, that said, uh, usually when we have fintech products, it's kind of built for the lowest common denominator kind of a audience saying that, okay, I do want to make sure that everybody is able to use it primarily because uh, you do get some of the returns only at scale. Uh, so, you would want to, all of these three things put together, there is a lot of stranglehold of business around how fintech products work. And design sometimes takes a backseat and saying, okay, you know, this is how XYZ products have worked. I don't want to change the, the system and then do that. But like, uh, I mean, I don't know what you guys are uh, going to come out with, with new with new banks coming out, with new stock coming out. People are trying to challenge the system out there and try to break the clutter and uh, use design as uh, the differentiator. And uh, like Abhinit was saying, I mean, that's what Jobs did. He used design as the differentiator and said, you know, I'm going to give you a solid product. Uh, it's going to be well-designed. And I'm not catering for the entire masses. I'm catering for the people who really care about making a difference in the world. And I'm going to make them, give them great tools to make the difference in the world. And he just made design come up like 10 notches and showed people that, okay, you know, having a well-designed product can actually make a difference. So now, if we can show that in the fintech world also, come out and not have to worry about people that we are going after, come up with a really great product, not just good looking. And, and I'm sorry, not saying that design is all about just making it look good. It has to work good. So it has to work good at the same time, look good, a lot of attention to detail and the product works great. Like it, like we all agree, I mean, design is just one of the part of it. If you have a great designed product, but uh, the constructs around the product is not all that great, uh, the product will not work. So uh, we have to make sure that all of it works and design also works. If that comes out and the trend breaks of, uh, you know, saying having stayed products, very uh, uh, cookie cutter products that are that are currently doing the rounds over there. I think that will help uh, designers uh, go ahead and say, you know, maybe we should we should do a little things that are more, more different. But today, I think it's it's primarily uh, a little bit of the regulations and a little bit of fraud and FRA that we need to be worried about that kind of keeps us a little tied down in what, what we are capable of doing. But I think that will change. I, I do have a lot of hope uh, in terms of how 
design has progressed uh, in the rest of the industry uh, it might just be uh, a little bit lagging behind but uh, it will catch up and it will it will definitely uh, definitely uh, become much better yeah yeah in fact i'm hopeful because i saw yono app which is sbi and it works like a charm it's it's aesthetically it's poor it's it's whatever it's a really bad and i can like without worry say that but uh, the search and the sound search this works here i mean it, it's like there is a big sunshine there cool but ha yeah. uh, go pay me any any uh, insights from your country uh, yeah i think navneet has covered it all i just think that yeah see in in this part of the world especially uh, company do not have companies do not have the risk taking capabilities right that say you'll see certain companies innovate a lot in payments and finance in the west uh, there are two major reasons for that i think one is their laws right their regulations update fairly frequently whereas i think in this part of the world it takes a lot of like there's still a lot of bureaucracy uh, in in the way things work like uh, you remember pine labs has this ui somewhere where the digits get randomized right? correct yeah yeah and they got a lot of uh, bad feedback for that but i'm pretty sure they did it because of a regulation somewhere right like there is some arcane rule about pin entry obfuscation somewhere because i don't really think a designer thought yeah. that this would be a good idea so there are lot of such things you have to keep double clicking on things until you find out the root cause um i've seen some designers almost become pseudo lawyers <laughs> trying to understand the compliance that you know do we really require these 18 steps or is their intention different can this be interpreted in a different way so that's one reason why finance is bad um second thing is what i was talking about first which is risk in our society even if a company decides to take a risk the recovery mechanisms are super poor right like if you detect a fraud in the west that's enough you detect a fraud then you'll probably do recovery in india or in indonesia detecting a fraud is step 1 of 100 more steps so even if you find out this is the sim card or this is the person who did this good luck with getting the money back yeah right mm. so those are the two things i think which uh, again design isn't everything right and in fintech in design is trying to be a lot and i see a lot of advancement in fintech way it's going getting better much faster mm. like look at upi in india mm. um and yeah government still hesitant on crypto but i hope it will come yeah. around on that too so those are the challenges um uh, if if it's very much dependent on the system right designers i don't think can do much without getting in trouble hmm well i think uh, the last part we a bit digress into design as as it was a natural progression but yeah uh, just to conclude navneet uh, if you have to give i wouldn't say gyan but yeah just one take away for young designers uh, to matlab kisi ne mujhe pucha nahi but main khud hi bajaunga meri band matlab i'll say that what i would look after a look in a designer is that wo hustle especially in the in the space which i am in so waisa you have any take away that matlab ye cheez yaar inculcate karo kuch bhi karke i i think it's it's really important to start off especially younger designers when they start up to like you're saying they need to have that hustle but at the same time they also need to have that uh, desire to learn and the desire to learn from people out there don't be afraid of being an apprentice 
टूडे वॉट है फायदा नहीं है कुछ यू कैन बिकम अड ऑफ डिजाइन एट स्टार्टअप स्मॉल स्टार्टअप यू आर दूनली डिजाइनर डजेंट मेक एनी सेंस आई मीन यू आर देड ऑफ यूर सेल्फ तो डोंट डू दैट वर्क विथ पीपल फॉर एज लॉन्ग एज यू कैन लर्न अबाउट आई मीन या इफ यू इफ यू एंड अप इन अ स्मॉल स्टार्टअप वेर यू आर दूनली डिजाइनर श्योर आई मीन लर्न एज मच एज यू कैन from that point uh, but then also look for great places where you can learn from and i think india today does have you know there are lots of good companies uh, that people can spend time with good design teams learn from them uh, don't be afraid of saying okay 3 saal nikala 4 saal nikala and then i have become a much better designer than what i was when i was coming in Mm. so uh, get into that mode of uh, learning learning from good people uh, being open to learn being a little showing a little more humility in the fact that yes i am not a uh, know it all i mean always remember the dunning uh, kruger effect what is i forget the the dk effect which is basically saying that uh, people who who really start off uh, and get a little bit familiar with the tools of the trade or with with that particular profession think they already know everything but as time progresses they realize that they really don't know it i mean after 20 25 years i look at design and say i have so much to learn i'm looking at new people coming in and say oh wow these guys are really doing awesome stuff so you come to a point of realization where uh, you realize that you don't know much but very early on in your career it's very easy for you to get into a state where you might think i know everything mujhe to sab kuch aata hai don't get don't get don't fall into that trap sure sure abinit oh, okay all the questions <laughs> are coming back to me no 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 okay okay so we'll we'll I, i'll have a separate uh, audio can just with you uh, <laughs> all right i think uh, thanks uh, thanks both of you uh, and thanks navneet for joining again i'll i'll have a plug in the last that uh, thanks for listening till the end Uh, i'm currently heading the design at jupiter.money and we are hiring at all levels uh, so visit jupiter.money/careers and you can follow audiogan on instagram at audiogan moments or then visit audiogan.com for more gan sessions you guys want to plug anything avneet first i think uh, same, <laughs> same stuff visit phonepay.com/careers write to us uh, we are always looking for good people to join us and i'm sure abhinav is also looking at good people both here in jakarta and uh, both here in bangalore as well as in jakarta and uh, so between the three of us uh, if uh, there are folks uh, who would want to uh, join any of the three companies please do reach <laughs> we are always looking out for uh, good designers <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks. Uh, it was quite fun, and uh, yeah, looking forward to see you again. Thank you, Kendra. Thank okay. you. Okay. And that's it from today's Gan session. For show notes and more Gan, visit audiogan.com. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to check our other interesting podcast on IVM Network. You can listen to us on IVM Podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. To stay tuned follow us on Twitter and Instagram at IVM podcast and if you wish to connect with me 
I am at Audio Gan Moments on Instagram. Until then, take care.